Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I am your host, navigating the conversation of this episode, and there are so many things we're going to be talking about, how to enhance your mind, body, and business through planning, meditation, practical, everyday action items to check off of your to-do list. That conversation starts later on in this episode, plus your mind, body, and business check-in. But first, we are still in the month of February, and I want to kick things off celebrating Black History Month, taking a look back at our pioneers, our Black history makers. And since this is a fitness podcast, I want to focus on Black athletes. Now, this one I admit... I had never heard of Shame on Me, but no better time than the present to educate ourselves on amazing black Americans making history. And the thing that I love about Alice Coachman's story is that she not only made black history, but she made women's history. In fact, everything that I am going to share with you about Miss Alice Coachman in this episode of Mind, Body and Business is from womenshistory.org. This woman absolutely amazing. She was the first black woman from any country to win an Olympic gold medal. She grew up in the segregated South, so that was a challenge in itself. And she had to overcome discrimination and unequal access to inspire generations of other black athletes to reach their goals. Alice Coachman was born on November 9th. Shout out to all the Scorpios in Albany, Georgia. And she was number five of 10 children. Now, when she was a child, it was questionable for women to compete in sports. Not only was she a woman, but she was a black child. Um, More ladylike sports included tennis or swimming, but many still thought at that time that women should not compete in sports at all. Get this, she even got resistance from her dad. Her father subscribed to these ideas and discouraged her from playing sports, and he sometimes gave her whoopings for pursuing athletics, preferring that she sat on the front porch and looked dainty. Oh, yeah, we know about men who think that way. Unfortunately, this energy came from her dad, and, you know, he probably grew up thinking that way as well. However, by the seventh grade, she was one of the best athletes, boy or girl. But back then, you know, as a black child growing up in the South, she had challenges with equal access to training facilities. She was barred from training with white children or using white athletic facilities and she had to train on her own. 
Now, the thing that is so ironic about this story is that she was good enough to go on to compete in the Olympics for the United States, but not good enough to use the training facilities. But like amazing black women do, she found a way. Get this. She ran barefoot on dusty roads to improve her stamina, and she used sticks and rope to practice the high jump. Now, people started pushing her to try out for the Olympics while she was in high school and attending college. She was one of the best track and field competitors in the country, winning national titles in the 50-meter, 100-meter, and 400-meter relay. So she had quick feet, but the high jump was her event. Now, from 1939 to 1948, she won the American national title annually, every year showing up at the top. But for many of those years, the Olympics were out of reach because, as we know, in 1940 and 1944, the Games were canceled due to World War II. Now, when the Games were back on in 1948, there was still some hesitance for her to try out for the team, but uh, she eventually attended the trials. And while competing with a back injury, she destroyed the existing U.S. high jump record. A woman. She's black. Back injury, still crushing records. That's what I'm talking about. Not only black history, but American history, international history. Now, upon her return to the United States, she was celebrated. President Truman congratulated her. She also got a 175-mile motorcade from Atlanta to Albany and an Alice Coachman Day in Georgia to celebrate her accomplishment. But again, we have to address the fact that there was a lot of racism, a lot of segregation. Uh, These latter celebrations occurred in the segregated South. And in the Albany Auditorium where she was honored, whites and African-Americans had to sit separately. In fact, the white mayor of Albany sat on the stage with Coachman but refused to shake her hand. And get this, she still had to leave her own celebration by a side door despite being a celebrated American athlete. After the 1948 Olympics, Coachman's track career ended at the young age of 24. She completed her degree at Albany State College, now University, where she had enrolled in 1947. Graduated with a bachelor's in home economics and a minor in science in 1949. And then after that, she became an elementary and high school teacher and track coach. Alice Coachman was inducted into nine halls of fame, including the National Track and Field Hall of Fame in 1975 and the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame in 2004. She started the Alice Coachman Track and Field Foundation to aid young athletes and former competitors in financial need. And she passed away back in 2014 at the age of 90. What a celebrated, amazing, inspiring life. Overcoming adversity as a child, adversity that she experienced inside and outside of her family, overcoming physical injuries, overcoming racism and segregation, and then still giving back and creating this memorable legacy that cements her as not only an African-American pioneer in sports, but also an American hero. Alice Coachman, your life and your story inspires us all. Again, expect more of these stories about African-Americans making history right here in the U.S. as we continue to celebrate Black History Month on the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. Might have felt like you were in school a bit, but I did not want to leave out all of the inspiring details. Again, uh, we'll be celebrating pioneers, 
first black Americans making history right here in our country throughout the month of February on the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. All right, so let's jump into this Mind, Body, and Business check-in. All my Mind, Body, and Business OGs, you know how this works. And for my newcomers, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I encourage a Mind, Body, and Business check-in every seven days. Check in with yourself, how you're feeling, how you are progressing or not progressing towards those goals. Because if you let too much time go by, you may end up doing nothing at all to make progress towards your mind, body, and business, enhancing, improving, feeling better. I encourage folks to set one intentional goal in each area of your mind, body, and business. It could be as simple as meditating, drinking more water, getting to bed earlier at night, or you could focus on a bigger goal in one specific area. So I want to share some of the things that have been revelations for me and what I am going to be focusing on over the next seven days. Okay, so for my mind, reshaping what gratitude means for me. Gratitude, not only for my blessings, but also for my problems, because problems are an indication that you have blessings. <laughs> you know, I think about how so many people are living in conditions and circumstances that are far worse than me, yet they are so grateful. They cherish life. They are living in the moment. And I want to be one of those people. I remember many, many years ago, my problems consisted of not being able to pay my rent, having my car repossessed, struggling as a single mother. And these days, my problems are, oh, man, I couldn't make an extra principal payment on my house this month. So uh, my problems have evolved, and I am grateful for how far I have come And I am just trying to continually adjust my mindset and just say, thank you, God. Thank you for every single part of my life. I was on YouTube last week, and sometimes you randomly get these suggested videos. And one of the videos was a woman who was diagnosed with terminal cancer, well, stage four cancer, uh, about two years ago. And she decided to document her journey on YouTube as a hobby and just really, you know, express herself, get her feelings out there. And I happened to click on one of the videos in the middle of her journey. It was right as her hair was coming out because of the chemotherapy. So I decided that I was going to watch her very last video and then her very first video. In her very last video, she was smiling. She was optimistic. But she also went into detail about medication she was taking within hours of doing that video that would end her life. Uh, She was in hospice at the time of recording the video, and she had come to terms with the fact that her life was ending. And uh, she talked a lot about how the whole process has impacted her and her family, her appreciation of life. I mean, this woman was smiling, and she was just hours away from death. Uh, She had been suffering in a lot of pain until recently going into hospice and being given a lot of pain medication. I just thought to myself, wow, what a brave woman. I went all the way back to her first video where she found out that she had the stage four cancer and how her doctor asked her to pull over because she got the call while she was driving home and how she had to break the news to her husband and her children. And this woman smiled and she remained grateful and had a positive attitude towards the whole process and never seen this lady before in my life. Don't know why God led me to watch that video, but seeing how she handled the whole situation with such gratitude and grace really shifted my perspective on how I view my problems and how I value my life and my relationships. 
Um, you know, sometimes we can think we have it so bad and just a shift in our perspective and the way we choose to see things, a shift in our humility, um, especially if you are arguing with someone that you love and it's over something petty. Sometimes God will send you messages uh, through YouTube videos or things that you randomly see while you're out and about to try and get you back centered and appreciating what you have and understanding that, you know, every day isn't guaranteed and we shouldn't let small things disrupt our flow of joy. I can't recall the woman's name right at the moment, but if you're interested in seeing her full story and checking out some of her videos, I will absolutely pull it up and find it for you. Um, you can send me a DM at MBB Pod. But for my mind, over the next seven days, it's just waking up every day, gratitude. What am I grateful for? My legs, my voice, my eyesight, my vehicle, my family, my job, my home, water. I mean, I'm just really trying to focus on everything, all of the blessings, big and small, in my life. And then for my business, um, I've shared this in previous episodes this year, is that, you know, I did not plan well for Q1. Um, a lot of things came up for me in, in January. Big bills, things that I didn't think about. My adult children and making sure that they got their dental checkups only to find out that one needed his wisdom teeth removed, the other one had some cavities, my dogs got sick, they needed their annual checkup. That was like $600 I wasn't planning for. And it was just bill after bill after bill, things that I didn't consider or save up for throughout the year and a bunch of things hit me at one time and if you are a mind body and business OG you know I am big on managing your finances <laughs> I am debt free and I got that way by minding my budget and one of the things that I haven't done over the past I would say like three months is just really paying attention to things coming up potential things coming up so now I know I need a pet fund now I know I need to budget better for medical expenses and not just for medical emergencies, but for annual checkups for me and my family. Looking at each month, each quarter of the year and planning out ways to budget more money so that I'm not hit with these unexpected bills and feeling, woo, like I'm like I'm suffocating. Um, and then for my body, so proud of, you know, the progress that I made in January. I shared in the last episode that it, I've been feeling like I was falling off of my fitness and my progress from January. So getting that back on track and feeling really optimistic about how my body has changed. My stomach has gotten smaller. That is my conclusion because I'm trying to eat bigger meals and my stomach is like, no, I am a new size and it's not going to fit. Um, I've been sleeping better before January, like really for most of the last quarter of 2023. I was getting up in the middle of the night. I was not well rested. And I have been sleeping uninterrupted throughout the entire night, with the exception of the days that I'm drinking extra water in the evenings. I have noticed how my body has changed. I'm focused less on the number on the scale and more about how I feel and my level of discipline, you know, my level of self-control. I don't like the feeling of being addicted to something, not being able to say no to a certain food or getting up and doing what I need to do. I know I need to do. And so I know when I focus on those small things, the aesthetics in terms of my body changing and responding to eating healthier and exercising, stretching, drinking water, getting good rest, all of that will come as a result of the choices I make. 
I'm working on sustaining the positive changes that I've made and building new ones. And then I also want to talk about for my body is this new method that I discovered called the 333 rule for anxiety. And it is something very practical that you can do in the moment that you are experiencing, you know, this emotional overwhelm. Maybe you're shortness of breath and you're worried about an impending danger that it does not exist. Sometimes we get in those moments. I know I do and I have over the last uh, couple of weeks. And I don't like the feeling of not being in the driver's seat of my emotions. And so I discovered the 333 rule for anxiety and what you can do in the moment that something triggers you. And of course, you know, I had to have this conversation with my coworkers on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. I want to share a little bit of how that conversation went down before I get into the specifics of how you can use the 333 rule for anxiety. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So if you are feeling overwhelmed or you feel like you're breathing heavy and you're just worried for no reason or maybe for a justified reason, here's some things that you can do. So the 3-3 method to help you calm down and overcome an anxiety attack, it involves you identifying three objects, three sounds, and then moving three body parts. It's kind of like a distraction method. One thing that I did that's very helpful, and y'all got to try this if y'all haven't done it, you breathe deep and you pull your earlobes, Mm -hmm. it is like a really good stress relief. Also, really? <laughs> yeah. It's a little kinky, but it works. It, it is a little kinky, but, you know, you can kink you with yourself and calming your nerves down. Uh, Maria, also uh, going to uh, uh, CVS and Walgreens, uh, some, some CBD oil Yeah, yes. so good for anxiety. It will mm-hmm. calm you down. Really? And relax you. Gary, take some CBD oil before I you get on that. the flight. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it, it helps help you sleep. It calms your nerves. You relax. And, Where you uh, put it? Uh, under your tongue for about uh, three seconds before you swallow it. Yeah, and you know what, Ricky, the thing that I learned about anxiety is a lot of times when we're feeling overwhelmed or we're feeling these thoughts are racing, we spend too much energy trying to figure it out instead of trying to feel better in the moment. Breathing can just build. Breathing is a really big deal. Like you inhale for for four, hold it for four, and then exhale for four. That helps me because I have flight anxiety. So the breathing, Mm -hmm. don't, don't underestimate breathing. It'll help too. You know, and it relaxes you, and it will help you sleep. It will not yeah. put you to sleep, but it will keep you sleep once you fall asleep. Mm, yeah. uh, uh, so I found that to be really good. You know, knowledge is power. 
Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you do that right there, you're just going to feel a lot better. The anxiety is something else. Oh, for real. it's my so son, real. Oh, yeah. It's so real. Yeah, my son suffers from it. And, uh, you know, just when you have those moments, I've had it a lot lately, uh, considering everything I've been going through. And I have to figure out how to manage it and, and how to get past it. And, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's, a, it's a rise and then start to try to work myself down. You know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because yeah. uh, it, it has it high. And once how you got to figure out how to get yourself down, take that CBD oil just to start, mm-hmm. and then and then do all the other stuff like relaxing. Uh, sometimes tickle the side of your your face and then scratch it and just rub your head and just do little certain things to calm you down. And also, Maria, playing if you're a musician, you know, playing the piano. I would I would go in there and sit down and play my piano recital. It's, but that's some good information because a lot of people suffer from that anxiety. Yep. We appreciate that. So let's recap that conversation. Anxiety attack symptoms. How do you know that you're having an anxiety attack? Here are some of the signs, in addition to others that may be diagnosed by your doctor. Feeling nervous, restless, or tense. Having a sense of impending danger, panic, or doom. Um, Have you ever found yourself just worried for no reason? Like, why am I so worried? Or sometimes for a legit reason. Having an increased heart rate. Also, breathing rapidly, any type of hyperventilation going on, a sweating, trembling, feeling weak or tired, trouble concentrating, or thinking about anything other than the present moment. Some of y'all are listening and saying, you know what, I think I'm experiencing anxiety right now. So let's talk about this 333 rule for anxiety. So this involves you looking around to identify three objects, three sounds, and then moving three body parts. Uh, again, discuss this in that clip on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Now, according to research and feedback from people who have actually tried this method, they find the strategy helps them focus and become more grounded when anxiety seems overwhelming. So here's what I did in the moment that I practiced this 333 rule for anxiety. I focused on three objects. At the moment I was feeling this anxiety, I happened to be in the bathroom. So I shifted my attention to a toothbrush, a shoe on the floor, and an earring near the faucet. Um, and so that distraction and that shifting of attention is the first step in applying this 333 rule. Um, and then I focused on sounds. There was a TV playing in the other room, so I got really silent to hear what was playing on the TV. The bathroom fan was on. And then the third sound I focused on was my breath. Big, deep breaths and listening to myself breathing. And then the last thing I did was I moved three body parts. And I talked about those three body parts in the clip on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Pulling my earlobes gives me so much relief. You know, it's really common to tug at the ears, play with them, or fiddle with them when you're nervous or in deep thought. This is an act of touch that can offer calming relief for the person that is experiencing anxiety. And like I mentioned in the clip that just played, you know, I've had facials and even massages where uh, the therapist will come and pull on the earlobes. And so it just kind of gives a, a relieving sensation uh, when you're feeling emotional overwhelmed. So that may be one of the body parts that you focus on moving, or it may be a different body part. You may want to shake your feet or raise your eyebrows. Um, I like to shake my leg. It's like a repetitive motion. Research says the repetitive motion of shaking your legs can provide a sense of relief or distraction during tense or anxious moments. And it offers a way to manage your emotions. So just standing there, like I do a little shimmy, uh, shake my legs, Uh, rotate my ankle, just do everything I can in the moment to be in touch with my 
physical body. And then, um, you know, I like to hug myself. That old grandma church pew hug where you're rocking back and forth and side to side. Hugging myself real tight, sometimes massaging my shoulders. Touch is such a self-comforting strategy to help you deal with emotional overwhelm or anxiety. So the next time you find yourself in an emotional pickle, consider this 3-3-3 rule. Identify three objects three sounds, and then move three body parts to try to give yourself some relief. Now, keep in mind that these tips are not meant to substitute a medical diagnosis or treatment. Remember, you should always seek advice from a medical professional if your symptoms become concerning. Nothing wrong with uh, getting that assistance from either a therapist or even medication if your doctor warrants that's necessary. But you know me, I'm always down for those practical strategies that we can do in the moment to self-heal. So hopefully this information helps you out. The 333 rule for anxiety in the moment that something triggers you. Now, before we wrap up this episode, I want to share one more clip where I talked about the relationship between money and the anxiety associated with it and your health. A lot of compelling, interesting information and facts Um, In this segment, it was from a mind, body and business piece that I did on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show last year. But I thought it was so tied into the topic of anxiety and what we can try to control to reduce those feelings of emotional overwhelm. This topic is a connection between your finances and your physical well-being. Hey, it's about that time for mind, body and business. What up, Maria? What's up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. So, you know, I want to talk about the relationship between um, exercise, physical activity, and your finances. We know that exercise can make you look and feel better, but it can also contribute to improving your finances. So let's talk about it. First up, lower medical and prescription costs. Medical illness and medical bills continues to be the leading cause of personal bankruptcy, overall debt in the United States. Uh, And many Americans are racking up medical bills uh, for conditions that are preventable or can be treated with lifestyle changes such as physical activity. So health-conscious people have a 40% lower risk of all-cause mortality. So that's death from anything. Um, If you lift weights, you'll have an 80% reduction in depression. Uh, Cyclists have a 45% reduction in cancer incidence. Uh, Brushing your teeth, it burns calories and can save you on your dental bill. Uh, Just think about the connection between taking care of yourself, preventative care, exercise, physical activity, uh, and your finances, and what else you could do with that money. Um, They say up to $2,500 can be saved um, if you take care of yourself uh, as opposed to, you know, having to go to the doctor, filling prescriptions and stuff like that. So keep that in mind. Also, service cost savings. Um, A lot of us here on the morning show are pretty domestic. Being more active around the house can save you money on services like house cleaning, yard work, and other small self-improvement projects. You ever got that, uh, the bill from the gardener or the housekeeper or how often they come? Um, Some people don't have as much time to do it, but if you do these things yourself, you can burn calories and get your uh, place tidy as well. All day. Yes, burning calories. I know you like to get out and mow the lawn, uh, Rock T. Man, I'm up at 6 o'clock in the morning on the weekends getting it. Yes, sir. Getting to it. Me too, Murray. And Ricky be in the garden all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. You, you just posted a beautiful photo uh, of your backyard yesterday with the... The sun, the sun setting or rising. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. Man, we get back yes. there. Yeah, we cut that grass, plant those flowers, put that uh, uh that damn turf builder down and 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 stuff. It, I mean, you be tired at the end of the day. I was wondering why I was so 
so damn sleepy at 4 o'clock. I went to sleep at 4 o'clock yesterday. Whoa. That's a good <laughs> time. Tired. That's a good time, was, dog. Yeah, my ass was wore out. Yeah, I look, ain't nothing like working in the yard, man. Man, come on. Oh, yeah, for real. And, you know, you get better sleep, too. You get real tired and you get good rest, so that contributes to your health as well. Also, exercise have been, has been scientifically proven to boost your creativity. Have you ever had a chance to just go out on a walk? Sun is shining, wind is blowing, and all of a sudden you think of a great idea, a great joke. That happens oh, yeah. all yeah. the time. Maria. Oh my gosh, yes. It's the serotonin, it's the peace, it's the stillness. You get the greatest ideas when you're going out on a walk. I'm talking about, I've come up with ideas that have produced me hundreds of thousands of dollars building yeah. inside of my business. Um, and you need that peace and that clarity and that physical activity for your body. So keep these three, uh, three things in mind. Uh, you can lower your medical bills. You can save on service costs and exercise has been scientifically proven to boost your creativity so you can make more money inside of your business. So that's what I have for y'all today. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Hey, please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at MVB Pod. I would also appreciate a rating or review or both on Apple Podcast. Remember, new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I enjoyed this time with you. Truly appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Take care. Body and Business with Maria Moore is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production. Hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me at Maria Moore, M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E on all socials. Executive produced by Maria Moore. Senior Director of Podcast Operation, DeAndre Smith. Supervisory Producer, Colby Kolb Tyner. Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino. Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal Jason Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast with Maria Moore. <laughs>